1: This is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and
0: Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Read.
1: More cowbell. More cowbell. I want to hear that Do cowbell, cowbell Diego. Like Come on, Come cowbell. On way, cowbell. Be Do it. Do it. Be 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 no, Blue Oyster classic. Day. So good. So good. Don't fear the reaper. Do not fear fright. Hysteria and cave into the hype. But it's happening all over again. We're going full circle because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we are at the point that we were in January of 2020. You remember it was a lead in to the Lunar New Year. And I'll never forget, I was uh, catching a Greyhound bus uh, from Atlantic City. The Greyhound Bus Terminal, a place you don't want to be. Every degenerate, every perv, every skell, every mutt, every pickpocket jostler, and degenerate gambler who has lost all their money, either shooting craps, playing blackjack, five-card draw poker, roulette. Or the one-armed bandits is waiting there and hoping, hoping that maybe Greyhound will show some compassion and sympathy and allow them to get back on the Greyhound, pound the hound, and go home. Well, I was in a situation in which I had just left the Tropicana Hotel. Right on the boardwalk. No, I wasn't gambling. I was at the annual World Martial Arts Expo. And I had to get back in order to do a program here at WABC, my place to be, where WABC, the acronym, uh, is always spelling out, always broadcasting Curtis. And on my way uh, back, I was able to uh, kick in my app, my WABC app. That's what any of you can. And you can hear the station crystal clear in Cape Town. You can hear it in Buenos Aires. You could hear it in Hong Kong. You could hear it in the heart of Vienna, Austria, as if it was right around the block. And I was listening as we pounded the hound to John Katsimatidis, who was interviewing Dr. Fauci, the infamous Dr. Fauci, the Grim Reaper himself. Forget the song, Don't Fear the Reaper. He has been the Grim Reaper. And actually, smiling faces, Uh, they just uh, stick stick the shiv into you, as he did on that day. It's a quiet day. I remember seeing a lot of the Asians and Chinese begin to pour into the casinos in Atlantic City with the start of the Lunar New Year. And there had been one reported case of something called coronavirus. We saw the videos coming from Red China, a.k.a. Mainland China from a, a city called Wuhan, which actually had as many people as we have in New York City. And that's considered a small city in Red China. And they were in complete lockdown, quarantine. People were struggling to get out of their houses. And these uh, steroid-filled guards were hammering them in, putting plywood out, staying there, staying there, screaming. And we said, that's not going to happen to us. And then we turned to our expert... Dr. Fauci, the Green Maripa.
0: What can you tell the American people uh, about what's going on? Should they be scared? Uh, I
1: don't think so. The American people should not be worried or frightened by this. It's a very, very low risk to the United States. It isn't something that the American public needs to worry about or be frightened about because we have ways of preparing, of screening, of people coming in, and we have ways of responding like we did with this one case in Seattle, Washington, who had traveled to China and brought back the infection. Like so many times before and so many times after, thanks, thank God, good riddance, he's gone. At least I think he is. He said he'd be gone. But he couldn't have been more hopelessly wrong because on January 31st, uh, President Donald Trump signed the executive order banning all travel to and from mainland China, Red China, Hong Kong, Macau. That was it, over. And then in March of uh, 2020, oh, my God, a total and complete lockdown that was devastating. As people were getting this coronavirus, they were getting sick. They were being brought to the ER, brought to the ICU. Eighty percent of them put on ventilators, and many of them dying, dying. We didn't know what to do. And slowly but surely, we crawled our way out of the abyss, out of Dante's Inferno, Until then, President President Trump was able to fast-track the vaccines, and it saved millions, not just here, but around the world. Now, let's speed up to where we are now. Joe Biden, our president, stumbling and bumbling in St. Croix, another vacation in the Virgin Islands, was playing golf yesterday, and uh, he hit one uh, into the roof. And then he hit another shot that went into the weeds and was lost. And he insisted to a Secret Service entourage, including the guy who was carrying the nuclear football, we got to find the ball. And they said, Mr. President, just take a mulligan. Trump used to take mulligans. Obama took mulligans. Uh, Bush 43, Bush 41, Bill Clinton, they all took mulligans. Come on, no. We're not moving until I find that ball. He was looking for that title. I swear, I mean, it took him an hour. Still couldn't find it. Then finally, he said, "Ufa, uh, I'm leaving." And in that interim, we learned that his uh, secretary of transportation, Buttigieg, 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 had uh, signed off on the order that will allow mainland Chinese, red Chinese, to fly in from Beijing, Shanghai, Macau, and Hong Kong starting this Friday the fifth, with the only provision that they be uh, COVID-19 tested and be negative. Yeah, well, like, that's going to happen. We just saw two planes filled with red Chinese nationalists landing in Milan, and in each case, half of the planes' <sighs> writers were designated as being COVID-positive. And yet, the fear, fright, hysteria, and hype, continues as our president appears to be oblivious to what had happened in January of 2020. And obviously, Boudetier, Boudetier, Boudetier is oblivious to that. So listen to what Pompeo said to our own John Katsimatidis Sunday morning. You don't want to miss it. He's always got the newsmakers from 8 to 10 in the morning. Former CIA director of the Trump administration, former secretary of state. He said a thousand times, no, don't let Emperor Xi flood our country with the red Chinese.
0: Just as in the spring of 20, he sent people around the world who he knew were infected. He's doing the same darn thing again. He's going to infect millions more. We shouldn't let that happen.
1: And then he predicted that if allowed into the country, the chaos that would ensue.
0: We're about to do the same thing again. The is no good, but it sounds like we might have as many as a million, a million, a million Chinese people infected, 50% of their population traveling. There, there is no reason that we should allow the Chinese to do this again, to send Chinese infected persons around the world knowingly infecting people all across the globe.
1: Three years later, and we've learned nothing. Nothing. And now because of the fear, fright, hysteria, and hype, what's happening with the start of the uh, resumption of the school year, January 3rd? First, it was Patterson, New Jersey. Up the hill, down the hill. Wards 1, Ward 4, where they insisted that the entire public school district would have to be masked up upon their return. Teachers, administrators, teachers' aides... Uh, custodians and the students themselves no exceptions to the rule everybody gets masked up and i'm saying to myself whether it's uh east side uh, high school which is in a crime zone or the bigger high school uh, kennedy high school maybe you'd want to give the students bulletproof body condoms instead right obviously uh, protect them from lead poisoning which is rampant uh, in uh, patterson and uh also um Hepatitis C, HIV AIDS from shooting up drugs, right? Uh, And unsafe sex. You would think that's what you would give the students. No, So elementary school, junior high school, high school students must be masked up. And then who follow? Camden County in the southern part of New Jersey. They insist that as of tomorrow, all students returning, all teachers returning to the public school systems must be masked up. And it's not no mask, no mask, no. It's put the freaking mask on or don't bother coming to school. And now a much larger school district, Philadelphia, which has all kinds of mishikosh, teachers being beaten up, students acting like juvenile delinquents uh, eight hours of the school day. They've been told don't bother to show up tomorrow, Tuesday. In Philadelphia's public school system, unless you're fully masked up. Masks in the classrooms, mask uh, in the cafeteria, mask in the foyers, mask when you're going through two, count them, two metal detectors, and even then the thugs get through the oozy toting, dope sucking psychopathic killing machines. So you would think. They should be more concerned in Philadelphia with lead poisoning, STD, sexually transmitted diseases, HIV, AIDS, and hepatitis C from shooting drugs over at Kensington and Somerset where all the dope fiends hang out and a lot of kids who cop their uh, drugs and shoot up before they go to school. But, oh, no, they claim they're following CDC guidelines that suggested before Christmas that people begin wearing well-fitted face masks, N95s if at all possible, again, in crowded indoor spaces amid surges of COVID, flu, and RSV and other respiratory viruses. And we've seen it uh, here in New York City, but Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, you know, he always needs uh, a customized mask, just like his $5,000 customized suits. And he insists that you should be wearing masks in public gatherings, in indoor locations. But I think half the time he forgets. Do as I say, but not as I do. But this is what has been imposed on all of you. And while all this mishegosh is taking place, the fear, fright, hysteria, and hype returns, we've gone full circle. Yesterday, a man who belongs in Cooperstown, upstate New York, the greatest baseball player of our lifetime, pound for pound, who wasn't birthed to be a baseball player. In fact, when you looked at Pete Rose coming out of Cincinnati, over the Rhine and Vine Street, you said, this is a guy who spent too much time eating White Castles, belly sliders, and drinking beer. This guy, yeah, maybe he could uh, participate in a bar softball league, but this guy is definitely not going to be a major league player. And I'll never forget as a little young whippersnapper. Following my beloved Yankees as they broke camp, spring training in Fort Lauderdale, and had one exhibition game left to play in Cincinnati in Crosby Field, which was a little bandbox. And I mean, we had the Yankees, Mantle and Maris, and Elston Howard, and Whitey Ford, and this was the last game before the start of the season. Whitey Ford on the mound, Elston Howard catching. And this young whippersnapper gets up to lead off the game, a kid named Pete Rose, hometown hero. And he walks to first base. And then all of a sudden he runs to first base, and he's showing up Whitey Ford at Elston Howard. And I'll never forget, you had Phil Rizzuto in the broadcasting box going, holy cow, this guy's a hot dog. And everyone else in there, hey, you can't do that, Pete Rose. And then he stole second base with a belly slide. And then while Whitey Ford was scratching his head, and Elston Howard was saying, maybe you should throw to second and beam this guy in the head for showing us up. He stole third base. This guy was a phenom, and the guy would come up, and he was a hitting machine, and we found out that he had a routine each and every day. He took batting practice before the game. He took batting practice after the game. He had calluses. He had blood dripping from his hands, but he perfected his style, and although he wasn't fast and swift, he turned out to be a really good outfielder. Boy, you didn't what? Did not want to get in his way when he was chucking around the bases. Just ask uh, Bud Harrelson of the New York Mets. Mets. He came in with spikes high, started a riot in Chase Stadium because that was Pete Rose, blood and guts, Charlie Hustle should have been in the Hall of Fame. Playing for Cincinnati, top flight team. Playing for the Philadelphia Phillies, top flight team. Playing for the Montreal Expos, top flight team. He holds the Major League Baseball all-time records for games played, played appearances and at-pats, and yet, he was told by the Commissioner of Baseball, you bet on baseball, especially when you were manager of the Reds, you bet on 50 of your own games in which you bet against your team. He said, I didn't do that. You lied. My God, he should have run for politics. He could have been President of the United States. He could have been Joe Biden. Could have been Donald Trump. He could have been... George Santos. That's right. Mr. Santos goes to Washington tomorrow, and he'll be working a liar for hire. But Pete Rose, greatest baseball player in our lifetime, was the first to actually bet on games in Ohio at the Hard Rock Casino yesterday because now there's sports gambling galore. So why the hell are they keeping Pete Rose out of Cooperstown and the Baseball Hall of Fame? Stop the nonsense now. Put Pete Rose where he properly belongs in Cooperstown, upstate New York, in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame.
0: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.
1: To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
0: Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read.
1: Of backslapping yesterday in Albany as 5,000 Democrats packed into an assembly hall to watch the inauguration of the very first woman elected governor of the state of New York, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb. But in addition to the 5,000 Democrats who were applauding like seals, there were all the lobbyists whining, dining, and pocket lining these corrupt Democrats. And here it was, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb took to the bully pulpit, and she said, Look, I swear to all of you, I'm going to make New York safer from Buffalo to Brooklyn. And then all of a sudden, lightning struck the top of the assembly hall, and everybody ducked for cover. He said, Okay, uh, I'll make housing more affordable, okay? I'm going to build 800,000 affordable housing units And the lobbyists were licking their chops saying, money, 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 money. Greasing the wheel with the milk of politics. Money, 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 money. But let's face it, (laughs) this wasn't the first time. In fact, you know who was up there, mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams. He is the swagger man with no plan. He's earned a new moniker, his out-of-town Adams. And you all should know that when Eric Adams made the trek up to Albany, and remember, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, they have a battle cry. When they're on the New York State Thruway, they say, whatever happens north of Bear Mountain stays north of Bear Mountain. Hush, hush, mush, mush. And in January of 2007, a young man named Eric Adams ascended to the bully pulpit to give his opening remarks to his colleagues in the well of the state senate. And a lot of people say, where did you get this cut that you play all the time? We are looking for it, looking for it. Well, you're not looking hard enough, like you weren't looking to do a background check of George Santos will be going to Washington tomorrow. Oh, my God. It's not Mr. Smith goes to Washington, it's Mr. Santos. But I digress. And there, with his colleagues, hanging on every word, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, had a little mustache, said the following. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Diego, that was his first remarks publicly as a state senator to his colleagues, and they were all nodding their head in approval. Could could we hear it again? Because the media apparently has said, Wow, you want me to go back to 2007? Curtis, it's hard enough for us to go back seven days with this guy. Do your freaking job. This is what he said. And all of his Democratic colleagues and Republican colleagues at that time agreed. Show me the money. (laughs) Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So who was he talking to? The lobbyists, of course, who were there to wine, dine, and pocket line him and everybody else upon the start of the new session. But there's a problem. Kathy Crimewave Wave Holcomb promised that she would try to unite New York State Air after a very divisive battle with Congressman Lee Zeldin, right? Just like Joe Biden did upon his inauguration versus Donald Trump when he said he would be a uniter, not a divider. Psych, he wasn't. But this is going to be a hard, hard message to get through because it started back with Andrew Evil Cuomo, King Cuomo II, and the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, in 2014 when he was flexing and he said, New York is Cuomo land, get the hell out of here. Are they these extreme conservatives who are right to life, a poor assault weapon, anti-gay?
0: Is that who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives, they have no place in the state of New York.
1: Because that's not who New Yorkers are. Bye-bye. And many began the exodus. That was 2014. And then nine months ago, at the start of this very bitter campaign against Congressman Zeldin, in which it was all about law and order and public safety, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb decided to... uh, Get in front of the bully pulpit and tell us Republicans and conservatives, get the hell out of here. Go to Florida. Good riddance. We don't need you.
0: And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong. Okay? get out of town, get out of town, because you don't you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers.
1: And when not New Yorkers leave, and unprecedented numbers have, more New Yorkers have left New York State in the last two years, 500,000 strong than any other state in the nation, and most of them are headed to Florida. Yep. So, uh, Kathy, Crime, Ave, Hoka, how are you going to get them to come back to the farm when they've been down to gay power, freedom land, Descent, land, Florida? And then Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan two years ago, on the stage of the National Action Network, standing next to the controller in chief of New York City, because he pulls the strings of Eric Adams, Al Slim Shady Sharpton told the McWhitey-Whiteys, Go back to Iowa, you go back to Ohio, New York City belongs to the people that was here and made New York City what it is. Oh, my God. Half of our hipsters and millennials here are from uh, Ohio. Let me see how many. How many from Iowa where there are more pigs than people? Okay, that's two. And what about Idaho where there are more potatoes than people? One. One. Okay. How come you didn't leave? He told you. Could I hear that again? Come on. Eric. Go back to Iowa. You go back to Ohio. New York City belongs to the people that was here and made New York City what it is. Yeah, and well, now he's been begging them, no, 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 I, I really don't want the 1%ers to leave because they pay 52% of the taxes. In fact, you slackers and debits who are on the social service rolls, you leave. I need them to stay. <laughs> Look, Kathy Crime Hokel said, very quietly, we have a looming debt of $16 billion. I don't know how we're going to fill the void. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. We've got a... Looming debt deficit of $10 billion. How are we going to fill the void if everyone continues to flee? And then all of a sudden, things settle down. And it was all Democrats. I would have thought that in the spirit of bipartisanship, the Kathy Crime wave hokum would have reached out to a man who served three terms in office in Albany. Never a corrupt note in his administration, that's twelve years. Imagine to be in Albany, twelve years with with those uh, with those jackals, those vipers, those bloodsuckers, those lobbyists, promising to wine you, dine you, pocket line you. No corruption in the Pataki administration. A Republican who beat the icon of the Democratic Party, Mario Faccia, Bruta, Cuomo, King Cuomo the first. Remember, Mario, I said to me, know and he was. Twelve years he served, and he made friends with Democrats. He reached across the aisle, actually to the angst of a lot of Republicans who said, what are you doing, Dennis Rivera of 1199? That's like a communist union, a health care union. He said, no, we all have to work together for the good of the state. You would have thought, Kathy Kleinway of Holcomb, in a spirit of bipartisanship, might be the only day there's bipartisanship, you know, when there's there's a, a major development occurring in Albany, Capital Land, the installation of the first woman to be governor. But no, no invitation to Pataki. Pataki, don't bother coming. You're on the outside looking in, as almost all Republicans were. How come they didn't have a rogues gallery? You know how when you go to a convention, national convention, the Democrats, you see the picture, they'll have uh, Thomas Jefferson, they'll have JFK up there on the bunting, right? They say, oh, uh, Democrats. You know, they used to have uh, Jackson, you know, President Jackson, but, you know, Trump liked him, so take him down, even though he was a Democrat. And then you go to the Republican convention, and whose pictures are up there? You have Lincoln. Teddy Roosevelt and Ronald Reagan. Oh, no, actually, Teddy Roosevelt, no, because he broke ranks and then ran uh, trying to become president again on the Bull Moose Party Independent, right? Okay, so take him down. So we got Lincoln and we got Reagan, right? How come the Democrats didn't have a rogues cavalry uh, yesterday where first they honored posthumously the crook of all crooks, Hyman Roth, a.k.a. Maya Lansky, Shelley Silver who died in prison up there in Otisville. And I'm so proud that I got to send him back to Otisville to finish his sentence. And he went straight to hell without an asbestos suit. I know some of you, oh, my God. What a gentile like Curtis sent Shelley, one of the chosen people, to Otisville. Yeah. And every crook in Albany. And I know, look, look. There's a seat there for the crooked state Senator Pedro Espada, Jr., who was the majority leader of the state Senate as a Democrat? And oh, oh, next to him, oh, yeah, there's Malcolm Smith. He was also the crook who went to jail as the Democratic as state majority leader of the Senate. And John Sampson, yeah, yeah, him too. He went to jail. And I think he's still in jail as the former Democratic state majority leader. That's three of them. And wait, we haven't finished there. Look around the rogues gallery, you say, where oh where is Eric Schneiderman, who in 2018 resigned during his second term as attorney general because he was engaged in sadomasochistic activity against an unwilling female participant? And in the Me Too age, sorry, out she go. And who came in? Tish James. And what about the controller, Alan Hevesy, who in 2006 ended up being sentenced? to four years, for stealing a million dollars in gifts. He did 20 months, right? Is there a place for Alan Heaven? No, it's the All-Democrats. And what about the rise and fall of client number nine, better known as Elliot Spitzer? I'll never forget, it was March 10th of 2008, and the New York Times reported that Elliot Spitzer was patronizing a prostitution ring called the Emperor's Club VIP and transporting prostitutes across state lines in violation of the Mann Act. Could have gotten some federal time. And knowing Elliot Spitzer it would have been in a federal camp like Hodesville. And so what did he do? Just seven days later, he resigned rather than uh, go to trial and potentially jail. And who became governor? The phone rang. Guess who's coming to the governor's mansion? My husband-in-law, Governor David Patterson, who is now stepfather to my oldest son, Anthony. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And <laughs> hey, wait. Where's the spot where we recognize Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, who on 2021, while planning and plotting to run for a fourth term, to do what his father Mario could not do and pave the way. For the opportunity to, for him to measure the drapes in the White House on Pennsylvania Avenue, he had to resign as Governor Perv. Never mind the 16,000 elderly who died because of his executive order transferring them from hospitals where they were COVID-19 positive into long-term nursing home care units. Never mind the $5 million he scammed to write a book on our dime and our time in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of an emergency, and so much more. Where were these? None of these Democrats were invited, were they? Well, some were dead. They were in hell. Without without an asbestos suit. And some are persona non grata. But a man above all men would serve New York State honorably. I cannot think of anybody who ever said there was anything corrupt in the Pataki administration. I must admit, I didn't agree with everything the governor did. But boy, he was a stand-up governor. When you think of an administration 12 years We had more public safety, we had balanced budgets, we had a thriving economy, and we had peace and prosperity in our urban areas. Oh, that's right, we had Rudy Giuliani also in New York City, Michael Modichich for eight years, Michael Bloomberg for an additional eight, and then Mr. Term Limits stole, actually, uh, he bribed his way into an additional four. But boy, what a difference between then and now. Curtis Lewa. now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC, and Curtis Lewa. Don't 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 Now right, here's don't. what I want you all to do for me. Bang! cause you're looking for the same thing. It's a new thing. Check out this I bring all the role below the level, cause I'm living low next to the base. Come on, turn up the. guardian i'm not a hooligan i rock the party and clear all the madness i'm not a racist preacher, to teach the office Cuz they never had this number one never wanna run about the gun i wasn't licensed to have one the minute they see me fear me i'm the epitome a public enemy used abuse without clues i refuse to blow a fuse they even had it on the news don't believe the hype don't don't don't, don't believe the hype yeah tell them flavor play don't believe the high cut the public enemy, because guess what happens in 24 hours? It's Mr. Smith goes to Washington. No. It's Mr. Santos goes to Washington. And oh, what a disgrace and a shanda he is, tainted from his tip of his nose to the tip of his toes when I just look at this guy, and each and every day it's something else. I feel soiled like I need to take a shower and everybody's saying well all the politicians lie the president lies well that's true Trump lied that's true they all lie they're all crooks uh, that's not true but a hell of them hell of a lot of them do well here was George Santos who was hibernating after the New York Times dropped an expose on him. Uh, It seemed like almost a lifetime ago, and then he immediately emerged. Fake news, fake news, and then he went into hiding. And then he emerged like a snake out of its lair to do his very first interview with our own John Katsimatidis on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion in which uh, John just went right for the jugular and said, Where the hell hell did you get $700,000? Last question, um... The $700,000 you put into the election, was that your money?
0: That is the money of that I've paid myself through my company, the Boulder Organization.
1: Yeah, and that's the answer that's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> and maybe uh, you'll end up uh, walking the daisy chain perp walk uh, and either getting indicted uh, countywide, statewide, or federal-wide. But in the interim, we had a belly laugh because even though he claimed that uh, he had a bris and that he was, uh, he was part of the tribe of Cohen, I don't know, or the tribe of uh, Sid Rosenberg, finally he gave an answer as to why he was not a Jew, but he was Jew hyphen-ish.
0: So as I've said many times, and I think you've heard me say this, I always joke, I'm Catholic, but I'm also Jew-ish, as in ish. Uh, and I've made that joke because growing up, I grew up, fully aware that my grandparents were Jewish, came from, from a Jewish family, and they were refugees to Brazil. And that was always the story I grew up with, and I've always known it very well. And I've told it the way it was told to me. Now, if if it, it just strikes me so odd that people are rushing to disinherit me from being Jewish or for even allowing to care for Israel and Judaism in a time and, and era where anti-Semitism is at a all-time rise. And here's somebody who actually cares about Jews, cares about uh, 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 um, Israel, and somebody who's willing to fight for them. And and we have people pushing me away. It's you know I got a text from somebody today who says, George, I don't care what they say, you're still an MOT, and I'm sure you know what an MOT is, um, right. member of the tribe. Oh, it's, member of the tribe. Yeah, yeah. What type of tribe? The tribe of Sid Rosenberg, who
1: will be back tomorrow. The tribe of Cohen. I mean, this guy said it was a joke. Hey, remember, George, if you don't get the Carolines by tonight, they close. That's it. No more stand-up. And then you say to yourself, who does this guy remind me of? Who does it? The likable, the likable liar, George Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> And although George Costanza was a likable pathological liar all those years on Seinfeld, George Santos is the heel. He's hated. He's loathed. He's despicable. And yet he'll be going to Washington tomorrow. Mr. Santos comes to Washington, and you say to yourself... He is a dishonorable man. Why can't we all come together and acknowledge it? There's nothing true about this. Oh, but he's one of ours, and McCarthy needs him if he's going to be Speaker of the House. But everything else we overlook. Meantime, we have not heels, but two heroes who are waiting to see what is going to happen to them. Lester Chang, who served two tours of duty in Afghanistan, fighting the jihadists, fighting the Islamists. Had to sit in the State Assembly and be cross-examined, interrogated by Stanley the Slime Schlein, despicable attorney from Carl Hasty of the Crooked Bronx County Democratic Machine. And he stood up and he answered the questions. And they released a 150-page report, which Hasty demanded. But they haven't decided whether they're going to ke- kick him out or keep him. The clock is ticking. He's a hero. And then in the case of the other hero who fought against Islamists, we're talking Tom Sullivan of the Sullivan clan out in the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways, very dear friend of uh, Sid Rosenberg. He ran a fair square election against a dynasty of corrupt Democratic Party members. It was Audrey Pfeiffer, the matriarch, who handed off the assembly seat to Stacey Pfeiffer Amado and at the end of the night tom sullivan had won by 300 votes and then slowly but surely they started to take back the votes one by one and he's behind by one vote with more and more count they have to uh, nourish the ballots one more they they still haven't finished counting in this election And they're going to steal the election from this honorable man, Tom Sullivan, who everyone admits, even Democrats, is the most honorable of all politicians in the Rockaways. Both these men fought the Islamists. They're the heroes for America. And speaking of Islamists, look at this guy who came in from a place you can't even find on the map in Maine. A guy named Trevor Bickford, recent convert to the Muslim faith, who decided that he wanted to do jihad. So where did he come where all jihad has come? Because remember, they hit us once in 92. They hit us again in 9-11. And they're going to want a third bite at the apple. And even though he was a new jack and he might be a lone wolf, now in the custody of the NYPD after they shot him down, they should have killed him, uh, and three police officers here uh, seriously injured, you say to yourself, hey, This guy was a newfound convert to Islam. He wanted to do jihad. Why didn't the NYPD fill him full of lead, put him on the Paradise Express, fulfill his wishes, and zoom him right on up to Allah's side? Up next, he's been magnificent. He's done three shifts at times in one day, Dominic Carter. Boy, he's bringing his A game to you again as he's substituting for lieutenant colonel. Greg Kelly. <laughs>